Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. So the events in Luke chapter 19 occur about 10 days before Christ's crucifixion. And in a lot of ways, the events of the coming week had already been set in motion and the Jews had determined what they wanted to happen to the Savior. And they supposed, wrongly, by the way, that if you didn't realize that, I'm sure you sure you do, though. They supposed that by killing Christ, they would put an end to his influence. They'd put an end to um, his ability to affect and affect change and um, gather people and, you know, start this movement. And they thought it would save their power, to be completely honest. And it's, it's with that backdrop that he gives the parable of the pounds that we find in Luke 19. I'm going to read a little bit of it, and then we'll paraphrase a little bit as well. So starting in verse 12, He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, Then he commanded those servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given money, that that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And then it goes on to say that the first came and said, you gave me a pound and I was able to um, gain 10 pounds from it. So we got 10x return. And another one came and said, I was able to get 5x return. And then another one came and said, uh, here's the pounds you gave me. I, I just kept it in a napkin because I was afraid to lose it. And I knew that, that you're a very um, frugal man, that you care about your possessions, you care about the things you've given us, and I didn't want to lose it. So with the first, um, the savior, or the nobleman, the savior, we'll get to that in a second. With the first, the nobleman said, well, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little have thou authority over ten cities. And the second one that gained five pounds, he gave authority over five cities. But the one that just took it and hid it, it said, um, you know, in verse 23, he says, Wherefore then gavest thou 
not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required my own with usury. And then it says that he took the pound that he had given him, he gave it to one with ten. And then he said, um, essentially, that those who use what they're given receive more, and those who don't use what they are given lose that which they even had. And it's interesting because the the question leading up to it, it says in parentheses, and they said unto him, Lord, he hath 10 pounds. So it's like, look, he, he's already got a lot. Why does he need more? And the Savior essentially said, look, I mean, paraphrasing, he said, he's been good with it. He not only took care of it, but he increased it. So I know I can trust him. So I'm going to give him this as well because he, he learned that he could not trust this other servant. So why did the Savior tell this story? What, is it, what does it mean? Well, I, as with any parable, there's certainly different analogies, certainly different meanings that you can tie to each of these, and that's the power of parables. But I think the most obvious is that the nobleman is Christ. The far country is heaven. The servants are members of the church or followers of the Savior. The citizens are non-members uh, or me- people that aren't a member of the church, haven't accepted the gospel. And this nobleman returning is the second coming of the Savior. And the pound obviously represents talents and abilities and skills that we have been blessed with. And it's interesting because the backdrop of this, like we talked about, is that the Jews thought by killing Christ that they would get rid of him. You know, it's interesting that, you know, it talks about these citizens said, we will not have this man to reign over us. And just a few days in the future from when, when this, this parable was given, you have the Jews that basically say, you know, when, when, uh, when the Roman leaders are saying, you know, is not this the king of the Jews? And they're like, we don't have any king but Caesar. We have no idea who this guy is. He's not our king. I mean, essentially said exactly what it says in this parable. We are not going to have him rule over us. He is not our king. So it's almost like the Savior was saying, hold on a second. You think you're going to get rid of me this easily. You're not. I'm going to leave for a while, but I'll be back. And when I come back, I want to know what those who follow me have done with the gifts and the talents and the skills that I've given them. So I think it's interesting and important for us to realize that we're expected to increase our skills and our talents. We're expected to use them to bless our families, bless our our communities, bless our, our countries, um, and to build up the kingdom, build up the, the, the gospel, the kingdom on the earth today. You know, we've made, those of us who have been to the temple have made a covenant to do that. And at the second coming, we will give an accounting. We will be called unto the Savior so that he might know how much every man has gained. You know, how much we gained isn't as important. I mean, you notice that he blessed greatly both the servant who gained 10 pounds and the, the servant that gave 5 pounds. He valued the effort. He valued the fact that they worked to increase it. He did not value not doing anything. I think that's important for us to realize. You know, so many times we think that we don't have, you know, we don't have enough talent or ability or skill or whatever it is to serve others or to build up the kingdom or to fulfill a calling or to do whatever it is. 
But the Savior doesn't expect us all to do the same thing, but he does expect us to do what we can. You know, this last servant, you know, he essentially says, look, you could have even just went and put it in the bank. At least I would have got something out of it. I mean, that would have been a minimal return. You know, it says, you know, that he wanted to know how much they gained by trading, you know, by commerce. But the nobleman essentially says, look, even if you had only put it in the bank and got interest, that would have been something. So anything that we do, anything that we can do is what the Savior expects. You know, for some, that's going to be more than others, and that's okay. But we all have been given talents and abilities, and we're all expected to use those talents and abilities. And as we use them, we will increase. We will gain in, in those skills and abilities. We will have a greater ability to influence and impact and to bless those around us as we utilize them. You know, we, I think, I can't remember if it was in a, uh, in a previous episode, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was a quote from an apo- or a prophet or an apostle. And I can't remember what a show it is, but I'll go back and I'll put it in the show notes at everydayconversion.com forward slash 061. But we talked about how spiritual gifts are given as a way to help us to be, become more like Christ. And we're all given spiritual gifts. They're they're there to help us overcome weaknesses. They're there to help us to be able to serve more, to help more people. And we all have them. They're different. They're at varying degrees. Some of us have some, some have others, but we all have them and we've all been blessed with them. And it's our responsibility to add to them, to develop them, to use them. And as we use them, we'll have more opportunities to use them and we'll get better at using them. We can serve more people so that When we have to give an accounting, we can say that we did everything we could. We tried to do what we could to increase those talents, skills, abilities that we have been given. So a couple questions for you today. Question number one, what are you doing with the talents and abilities that God has given you? And the second question is, how can you prepare yourself, your family, and the church for the second coming of the Savior. All right, that's it for today. Now, I know, I know you want to hang out with me longer, but we both have a ton of things to do today, including living the gospel and trying to be like Jesus. Cue primary children singing. I'm trying to be like Jesus. But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org. 